This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. What's up? What's up, Polly? I'm feeling fucking hit, bud. My body's sore. I'm fucking hurt. Um, And you know what? We'll get into that later. But... Folks, today we've got a great episode for you. It's We're going to give you the newest, latest news regarding the NHL return. Um, there's been some positive for hockey returning news, but also pretty negative news for hockey in general. Um, we're going to give you our beer league update because Paulie made this his own his this segment that he had absolutely had to fucking cover our shit bum hockey league. Uh, um, I'm regretting that right now. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna regret it, fucking Polly, <laughs> for reasons that the listeners will find out for later. And um, we've got hockey apocalypse, Ottawa, and is that where is Ottawa? Ottawa is that Ontario? It's Ontario. Yeah. Okay, so Ottawa, Ontario, a place that I've never even been, never even been on the radar to visit. Uh, you know, most people don't know that that is the Canadian capital so it was like kind of a we had shane ryan on from Centurion overtaking and he is the 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 sins rep on the hockey podcast network um but you know i've never it, it was so it was like capital v capital here but i you know i've never been like hey you know what i want to go to the federal capital of canada he made it sound a lot more enjoyable than dc Whoa. He made it sound more enjoyable than most American cities I've been to. He did. Um, it, it, yeah. It was It was weird. It was, And so I don't know much about Ottawa, but, but you guys can figure it out when you listen. Um, but from with the green spaces, apparently that's something that they're known for. And beaver tails that aren't actual beaver, Polly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't let Hockey Troll fool you. He thought the same thing. <laughs> All right. Um, if anybody's watching this, I did something stupid and cracked the screen on my phone, which also happens to double as my very high tech videoing system here in the studio. So you're so, not watching it, right? So you're not watching it, right? <laughs> basically. Is that's exactly what it is? I might. Well, I don't know, Polly. I might do those like graphic things where you can like put captions Polly you know what fuck you dude you have no idea about this production I could be putting out some video it just doesn't wouldn't be us listen you know how good I am of with <laughs> technology yeah you're terrible I <laughs> I had a black screen for a zoom call and okay. I tried so many different things and I your was, shutter was closed yes <laughs> And yeah. it wasn't until I was on another call and like half of my screen was black and I was like, what? And then I pushed the little thing up above my cam and I was like, oh my God, I'm 27 years old working in corporate America. Why <laughs> did I not know how to do that? You didn't even know that there was a shutter. Like, no, 
Oh, man. Well. I thought it was always on, always working. A lot. Like, so the laptop that you use for this podcast, which you've not even fired up, this one, um, <laughs> is has no shutter, I don't think. Yeah. But I my new one does. The one I got in college didn't. So that was my only previous experience with a laptop. So basically you're saying that the government just watched you just pound out all the time. No comment. On, through that. <laughs> through that. Through that camera that was always on well no well i didn't use that for that what really you didn't in college you didn't use your laptop to watch porn okay <laughs> maybe, I mean, i'm not saying maybe you I fucked did. your laptop but <laughs> you know two or three times i had to get it cleaned so oh my God. eventually i stopped <laughs> all right well folks if if you haven't you know gotten the drift of this episode it's father's day it's sunday um you know i'm not i we were ill prepared as usual for this podcast but even more so i would say for recording today it's just been a, it's been a tough week it's hot out we haven't been doing much but it's gonna be kind of a little open format here we're not gonna have a washington wraparound we're just gonna shoot the shit with you guys for a little bit and then uh we'll let you be on your way um so paulie i mean that being said, what do you want to do? You want to get this fucking league news shit out of the way and then delve into some other stuff or what? Let's do it. <sighs> All right. So we should probably drink. Oh yeah, let's pop some tabs, huh? That's a that's still a sound that I can play yeah. with this uh this format, huh? One, two, three. Well, without the video, the illusion is back. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. We totally just opened up our long necks that we're drinking. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell? It's super yeah. realistic. That sounded just like the bottle that we're <laughs> drinking. All right. So, return to play, NHL fans, Caps fans alike, July 30th in Hub Cities, uh, which will be selected within this next... They're, they're supposed to come out, like, what, today or tomorrow? Is Vegas not confirmed? Vegas is confirmed. Okay, so I think it's, it's the other one. Okay. Which the NHL is trying so hard to make a Canadian city work. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm indifferent. I just don't. I just don't want it to be Pittsburgh. That's all. Yeah. They don't deserve any sort of notoriety. You know, speaking of Pittsburgh, <laughs> as we've mentioned before, mm-hmm. Troll and I live near the Pittsburgh area. And there were actually a bunch of the boys from the Penguins low-key hanging out at the local golf resort. Really? Which one? Uh, a couple of the big names. I don't, don't want to give away too much okay. and, and expose my insider, but <laughs> there were like a couple Penguins just chilling and no one knew they were there because with COVID, you know, no one's out. Right. So that's got to be kind of nice for, and you could wear a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime a professional athlete can get out and hit the golf course and not be recognized, that's pretty cool. Right, no doubt. Uh, Paul, we actually I invited you to come golf, but you said you'd get too frustrated and throw a fucking tantrum. I hate golf. <laughs> I bought clubs. Played again. They were twenty dollars. I think. I think it'll be good. Well, I have some stuff to trade in, so if if it's relatively affordable 
for me. Just get if, one of the high school kids at the desk to be like, look, I need... He, the kid goes, I was like, you ever golf Ogilvy? And he's like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, what do you need? And he's like, a driver, a sand wedge, or a pitching wedge, and uh, like a five or six iron, and a putter. Four clubs, and we could do it. Yeah, I think when I used to go par three with my dad and brothers, we would take uh, a small driver for like the longer par threes, a like nine. A yeah. A wood. Okay. A wood, <laughs> a nine, and a putter. Damn, a nine. You guys are going for distance a lot. Well, a lot of times you tee off with a nine on a par three. Okay. But it could also kind of be used to chip if you right. you know hit it the right way. If you're good. Yeah. yeah, which I'm not. Right. But neither am I, and that's why I was like, I think we should just go and just be degenerates on the golf course and drive a golf cart around while inebriated. Well, maybe uh, next month when when I have some days off for my canceled vacation, I can do that with you. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk hockey. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so July 30th, they're saying, the NHL is saying, despite recent news, which we'll get to soon, that that is all going – that's that's it. July 30th, the actual games will start. So training camp starts in July, July 10th. Now, the 23rd is when they're actually going to be called into the hub cities. So we were talking, Polly, that, you know, July 10th is when they're going to be able to practice at their home rinks in small groups, I guess, or full groups. I don't know. Well, yeah, because right now they're open to optional skate. Right. And so I mean, the, they're going to get two weeks before they have to go to the hub cities, and then they get about a half a week. And then it's game time. Right. But that's exactly what we had talked about. You know, like two weeks, dude. That's all you get. Yeah. I think that's more than enough. Um, training camp rosters will be set at 30 skaters and an unlimited number of goaltenders. Rosters for the tournament will be comprised of 28 skaters plus an unlimited number of netminders. Players on IR will not count against the limit. That sounds like regular playoff uh, rules. Is that right? Except for the rosters being set at 28. Well, the only difference I see, or not the difference, but concern, is weren't they going to give them a 50-person limit per team? Yeah. So, Well, that's staff. Oh, I thought it was players and staff. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's 50 additional people, from what I understand, in addition to the entire team. Yeah. Yeah, so that's more than enough. That's like that's enough for maybe one or two media people even. Yeah. All right. So as per the NHL on Friday, uh, and here that's here's where the good news ends, folks. Uh, Eleven players tested positive for COVID nineteen since June eighth, and that includes Austin Matthews. He's the only one they've exposed, right? Right, and we'll and so the Lightning actually temporarily closed its practice facility because of it. Um, after three players and an additional number of support personnel tested positive, it's believed that four players skating as part of a 12-man group in Arizona, though not at the Coyotes facility, tested positive and are now in quarantine mode. Uh, so, in light of all this, the resurgence of the virus, um, and I guess not a great strategy nationally to combat it, 
uh, the GMs have come out and said that players and staff are not to be going to restaurants and clubs. So, like the Penguins out there golfing, they need to just go the fuck home. And I'm guessing that since this outbreak has happened in the NHL, that a lot of players are being told to stay home. Yeah. Um, I mean, golfing, though, is out in open air. That's not as bad. No, there are Penguins. They're fucking smart. They're just spreading it. Fuck I mean, them. why? if I were these guys, I would, you know, hit the ice once or twice a day, maybe get a half hour off ice, and then just, like, drink with the boys. Oh, would you, Polly? Yeah. You would not do two-a-days on ice, Polly. If I was a professional athlete, I would. Oh, okay, Polly. I used to do two-a-day. Or Yeah, t- 16 years ago. Mm, not that long. Anyways, Polly, I don't, I don't want to hear any f- comparisons between what you would do and and what what a professional athlete would do in regards to hockey right now. You know why that is, Polly? Well, we'll tell everybody later. Well, we have nothing else. That's the end of the segment. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't so, yeah, go. Folks, despite all this, there's st- the NHL is still moving forward. July 30th, games should start. July 23rd, people are reporting into the hub cities, which haven't been announced yet and will be soon, probably today as you're listening to this. And um, July 10th is when practices are free-for-all. Basically, everybody's open. So, look forward to it. It As time moves on, we are inching closer to the season. Or yeah. playoff tournament. Unless they look at these numbers and say we have to postpone. Right, which they haven't yet. Right. So... And I don't think they will, man. I really don't. I don't think they're going to. I think they're just. I mean, they're already this deep. You might as well just go full bore. Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing it in Europe. They're playing soccer, and even though they don't hit in soccer, they're just as much in each other's faces as hockey. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, any team sport, you're you're breathing on each other. So, right. Um. I think if if they can do it in Europe, they're they're just gonna have to keep doing it here, just because they're probably upset that they're missing money. Sure, that and want to conclude the season for sure. Um, all right, well, yay! Positive news other than the COVID outbreak. Hopefully that shit gets under control. But well, before we get into what <laughs> Troll really wants to talk about, actually, uh, we didn't put it in the outline, but. There's a big piece of news that just came out this week about a big lawsuit um, against the oh. OHL. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, okay, Some Paul, yeah. very, 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 very disturbing details about um, hazing that <laughs> went way, way, it was way more involved than just the players, coaches, not only turned a blind eye to it, sometimes they got involved. Um, you know, there was physical abuse, uh, sexual abuse, yeah. sexual harassment. Um, you know, there's... <sighs> it's it's not good. I mean, I, I read it. I read a lot of the specific charges. It is being brought on by Carcillo and another person who played in, in that junior uh, 
league. Do you know what league it actually is? Wasn't it the OHL? I think it's the, uh, yeah, the Starnia Sting. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it went everywhere from humiliating things to hurting people and stuff is, you know, they, they would... Urinate. Well, I yeah. I I heard that they would pee on each other, and then I also heard that you would have to go bobbing for apples in a tub filled with multiple excrement, multiple bodily fluids. That's fucked up, man. I mean, you know, uh, when that came out, I was shocked at the disgustingness of it all, but not surprised of it actually coming out and. It being that bad. Yeah, I'm not surprised that there was hazing. Um, some of the stuff they thought of is absolutely vile. Yeah. Um, I I was a little shocked at some of the sexually related things. Um, but, you know, honestly, when you get guys together, they do really fucking dumb shit. And I'm not saying some guys. I'm not. Probably. Oh no, I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not saying this is a boys will be boys thing because there's no excuse. I'm just saying I've been around enough people in my life to know that in these type of secluded environments, shit can get real weird. And uh, yeah, have you ever been hazed? No, um, I haven't. You know. You know, it used to be uh, more lighthearted stuff, like right. in my high school. Uh, like the freshmen would have to, I don't know, the seniors might make them like do an extra run or something. You know, nothing weird. But by the time I got there, the seniors had put a stop to it. You know, it was, it was never anything crazy. It was just a little extra hard work. Right. Nothing like Or this like stuff. bitch work, like get the bottles, right. get the pucks, freshmen get the pucks. Yeah. yeah that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I don't consider that hazing, but the shit that they were doing was definitely fucked up. It was like straight out of like a 1980s college movie. <sighs> I don't, I, that's a pretty dark college movie, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, we'll see how this, how it goes, but obviously where there's smoke, there's fire. So when you look at th- that, Carcillo and, and this other his partner here have actually taken the time to file suit. Obviously, there's a pretty serious thing going on. Yeah. Um. um so. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I've been obviously made fun of in locker rooms, and you know, it's just a part of everything. I, but nothing along the lines of the stuff they were describing, that's for sure. Yeah, I I have never been subjected to anything like this. Um, you know, in the last year or so, a lot has come out about the negatives of hockey culture. And this is just another, you know, another letter on the outline. Right. Got a, I mean... I think that the culture needs to take a bit of a change anyways. Um, yeah. I think that the NHL does a decent job as far as trying to be progressive, but actually being progressive is another thing, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So we'll see. And I mean, the thing that sucks is that these are children 
in many cases. Yeah. Because it was um, juniors. It wasn't the NHL that this, this was involved uh, at this point. But in juniors, you're talking about kids who are 16 to 21. Right. So some of these cases, it would be adult on minor abuse. Right. Yes. Which that opens up a whole new thing. Yeah. So um, if you just search on Twitter, OHL, or just because I'm not absolutely sure it's the OHL, but if you just search junior hockey lawsuit, you'll find it. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I think it is the O. Um, <clears throat> that was primarily at least identified in this. But um, I think we should switch gears and just shit on you because I'm very upset with you, Polly, for one. You create this segment that you now want to fill in all of our gracious listeners who spend their time listening to this podcast, probably looking for Caps content, and we've been really, there's not been a lot of it, so the people that are still here with us, thank you, and we hope that these this segment here will not scare you away, but Polly, for some reason, wants to talk about fucking Beer League. Well, it's the only live hockey we got. That is true, and, and we've played two games in five days, which is ridiculous for the rink that we play at when they try to schedule you, like, two games in, like, 20 days, it seems Yeah, like. I was going to say, you're you're lucky if you play once every 10. Right. So, <clears throat> um, well, let's talk about the first game. All right. We got waxed. We didn't get, what did we, what was the score? 5-1. 5-1. Five, five, one. One. Yeah. That's, it, that doesn't so that's not a big deal to us because when we played college hockey we got beat way worse than that so <laughs> five to one isn't that bad to us but to most hockey fans it is well give them backstory here on the at this game we had two subs um we had eight guys eight, two, okay. two forwards and, and a d on the bench okay so three subs and we were playing a team with two full lines and it was the first game back and it was 2-1 going into the third. Yeah, and then we just lost it. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do there? You, that was just a straight body count that yeah. fucked us. But, I mean, and this was a team that's pretty good generally, but, you know, uh, not unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, coming down on a 2-on-1 in the first period, I got it. I, I sent a nice pass over through the defenseman, and then... My teammate sent it right back to me, and I was wide open at the top of the crease. And I looked up to pick my spot and completely whiffed. It was uh, the ugliest shit I've ever seen. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, you had all night and day, too. There was nobody within five I feet of you. I could have, like, handled it, made a move, and backhanded it. Yeah. You could have done anything. You had so much time. All night and day. Um, yeah, you're an embarrassment. It was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, but I did redeem myself later. I sent a nice, uh, I don't know, 75-foot pass to center ice, tape to tape. My man passed it up, and uh, we buried. So, right. so yeah, secondary assist for Polly. Which you were right. They did not record. Yeah, I knew they would The ref lied to me. Yes. Just because we're friends, so he okay. lied. Okay, right. Yeah, you're not getting that assist, bud. No, no um, I'm not. And uh, I, but I found myself on the score sheet, unlike you. Yeah, you were in true midseason form. Yes, two trips to the penalty box. One was a soft hook. 
I didn't see it, but I doubt that. <laughs> uh, the first one, I gather the puck, and there's some douchebag tryhard on my back, so I turn him off in our own corner. I turn up ice, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's gone. I'll never have to deal with him again. Wrong. He fucking just comes up and, like, surprise, st- motherfucker. Stick lifts me and goes to the net, fucking Bambi legs and all. This, the dude's got you know, can barely fucking skate. So I'm mad. You know, I catch up to him and I just fucking give him a nice hack and he misses and throws a fucking tantrum. Yells the F word, I'm pretty sure. And then says, come on. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he was mad. He was mad. He didn't get a fucking shot at the net, which, you know, he was a right hander approaching from the right side I don't think he was going to be able to to juke out our goalie and then roof it far side. So Where'd, where'd you hook him? On the hands? No. Oh. Shin, maybe? Like I, Oh, like, that is yeah. weak. That's weak. No, I fucking got him in the shin, but it was just enough. It was shin and stick. So, like, the he was cradling the puck on his forehand, and I hit him, like, with the stick turned over on the shin and, like, tapped his stick away. I mean, I hit him enough that he, well, enough, hard enough for him at least to wobble him a little bit, but not completely fucking, I mean, he lost, it was half me, half him as to why he lost that fucking puck, but so yeah, that's the first stint. And then the second one, um, I just clipped a guy who was like skating backwards into me with the fucking puck and he fell over. I did have a. Pretty solid one-timer opportunity in the slot, and motherfucker stick-lifted me, <laughs> and I had no idea till I was midway through. I ended up face-first on the ice. <laughs> I was so I, I hate getting stick-lifted. I'd rather get a cross-check in the back. Oh man, so frustrating. Um, yeah. So, in any case, that was that was fine. I mean, first game back, you fucking biff it. Who cares? Yeah. But, uh, I, Polly, did you know that we had a, hit a game last night? Yeah, we did have a Saturday night game. 11 o'clock. That I did not attend. Uh, I had some family in town, so I was not available. Yeah, because, you know, that family's going to be really active around 10.30 at night when you had to leave. Or 10 at night when you had to leave. Well, you know, I, did, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that guy that, that leaves the family get together. Fuck you, Polly. There was they. You guys were probably winding down and going to bed, and you could have just been out the door. They would have not been none the wiser. You could have snuck out and gotten back in time, and nobody would have fucking known. Maybe I was a little tired. Yeah, that was that was ninety <laughs> percent of it was probably you're being a fucking lazy ass. And here's the problem, Polly, because we had six skaters show up. You fucking dickhead. And there was our goalie, obviously, who's killing it. Played two other games that day. You fuck. And then went in and still played a net for us and had a pretty goddamn good game. We lost that game 6-3. to three. We played with six guys, one sub, until halfway through the first period when our best forward crossed himself, like got his legs crossed up and fell awkwardly and just smashed the boards um, trying, to, trying to hit a rebound in. And he had to get carted off. It's an ankle, he says, so, you know, Billy, 
Wait, speedy like recovery. people helped him off, or he? Yeah, like, we had oh, they, we had to cart his ass off. Dude. I thought you meant on a on a stretcher stretcher, but okay. Yeah, well, we had well, obviously, there's no EMTs, you know, at our at our fucking beer league game, Polly. Yeah, well, you know, anytime you hurt an ankle in hockey, you know yeah, something fucked. bad happened. Yeah, yeah, you're fucked. There's no there's no coming back from that. So he got his girlfriend to come pick him up, but. Yeah, Polly, it would have been really great to have you there. You, you know, fuck. this is the problem. You know, what? you know how bad it got, asshole? Another guy on our team couldn't take it. He couldn't fucking take it because we were literally playing with no subs the halfway through the first, all the way to the end of the game. You fuck. And he would he just went to the bench and sat. <laughs> so for minutes, probably a solid five to seven minutes, just sitting on the bench. I mean, I don't blame him. I don't either. But at the same time, it would have been nice if you were there, you fucking dickhead, to help us out. That's the problem with being reliable. One time you don't show. One time? How many games did you make last season? You probably only made like half. I was a sub last season. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I think this is my first full season back. Mm. Well, you have a 50% attendance rate. Because yeah, you yeah. missed since a, COVID, you missed a, since COVID, and you missed games before the fucking pause, because you were too fucking lazy to get to fucking hockey. Nah, those ones I I gave plenty of notice. I don't know. Either way, the notice was terrible. It was like, oh, I have family coming over, and it's like at eleven o'clock at night, dude. Come on. Well, I'll be at the next one. Yeah, you better. Uh, I will say this though. Uh, scored on a scored on a breakaway goal. Yeah, tell me about that. I only score when it when uh it, when the game doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. When, so, when we're losing. True to yeah, or when we're losing. So true to form. <laughs> here's, here's God, it was such a shitty fucking Alright. Here's here's how it went down. Um this other bum fuck team who sucks. I mean I I can't believe that they didn't beat us twenty to three, twenty to two. Um it was 2-2 for a while. And then again, you know, in the third, we were just like... Pff. There were times in the zone, in our own zone where I was just hunched over on my stick, like back door, just not even covering anyone. Just watching the play go down. That's not very different, though. Yeah. But at least I would, like, tie someone up who got close to me. I wasn't even doing that. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, what happens... So I'm playing defense, as as per tradition, and... We send the puck out. It comes back the other way. They break in. I'm the last man on both teams to get back into the zone. Hmm. <laughs> we get back into the zone. Some douchebag on their team sends a trash pass and it bounces off one of our guys and just right to me. And I literally was uh, just, if somebody didn't yell at me, I was so ready to just send it all the way down and just get the ice or just, just dump it. Mm -hmm. And I'm at my own blue line and I'm already like, Oh fuck it. I'll just dump it. Uh, because icing is the blue lines in, in this league. But so, so yeah, I get the puck. I look up and I'm like, Holy fuck. How am I this open? I'm literally, I don't see anybody. I mean, I'm behind everyone. So, you know, skated in, I look up at the goalie and there's a guy back checking me, but he sucks. And so my, 
uh, Jamie's on the off wing and he's like screaming at me. He's the quintessential scream the things that everybody's going to do. Like, go, go, stop, yeah. stop. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine. Uh, you know, every team needs that guy. And <clears throat> he's screaming at me to like go. So I'm going and I don't feel any, I mean, I feel, I, I might've been a break. I mean, it was a breakaway probably from our, from the red line out easy. And I, uh, I look up at the goalie and the goalie looks at me and then just comes off his short side post by like a foot. And I'm like, are you trying to bait me there? Like, it's too big for me to not shoot at it. As soon as I saw that glove side, uh, stick side. Okay. Cause I'm coming down on the left. Yeah. And he was, he was a right-handed stick. So I, uh, I just, yeah, I just shot it right past him. Short side high. Yeah. Well, short side middle probably. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice goal. Short side goals always feel great. But it wasn't even like a good I mean it wasn't I I had my position was I was definitely like in bet- I was in between the net and the the left face off circle. So I was like close in that in that lane, but I probably let the shot go at the top of the circles. Sounds like he gave it to you. <laughs> Basically, I don't know why he came off that post so hard. And Jamie's like, yeah, I was screaming for the puck. I was yelling, and I think he saw me, and he was like, oh, I'm going to pass it or something. And I'm like, I didn't even see you, so that's good, because if I saw you, I probably would have tried to pass it <laughs> yeah. and fucked it up. But, yeah, just sniped him. That's nice. Also had a penalty that game, too, so I'm on the score sheet twice. Was it a hook? What was it? Interference. Uh... Yeah, this game got a little chippy. Um <laughs> So we played that team, right? The first team that we played. Half those guys show up for this game. So, like, I don't know if they're calling in subs, but it sounds like like they're calling in subs for this team that we're playing against. And that's how they're fielding two full lines while I'm my team, our team is just like trying to do it on their own. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I I would do it for the ice time. Whatever, I don't care. But, yeah, I mean, I think we lost 6-3. to I scored the last goal. They were mad. Um, They (laughs) played against McCullough. And we, I go, I, I break into the zone. I don't have the puck. Puck's on the right wing. And I take the middle hard. And I get bodied up by a bigger defenseman. I mean, what he, what's he's like six three on skates, probably six two. Maybe bigger. I think he's isn't he that tall in person? Maybe I don't know. Anyways, a big fucking grolly, jolly green giant motherfucker, <clears throat> who I like. He's a good dude, but he angles like he bodies me, and I'm like my intention was to get in front of him, which I had foot. You know, I bust my ass to the net. To get in front of him and cut in front of the crease and just cut through the crease. Um, And I get ahead of him and he just shoves me. So I just like don't – I'm like, okay, well, that's shitty. So I just cross-check the goalie. (laughs) Well, I put my hands up to brace myself and I end up basically cross-checking the goalie and the net comes off. So – you know, I, I, it's not like I fucking lunge at him. I was just like holding myself away from yeah. him. And, uh, yeah, he just, he fucking pushes me in the back and he, 
motherfucks me and he's like, you motherfucker, you're good enough to stop there. And I'm like, but I'm not going to in any situation ever. Never. First of all, thank you for the compliment. Right. Second of all, fuck you. Right. And I mean, it's like, I didn't fucking take the goalie out. I, I mean, I pushed him enough that, but he was stood up anyways. So, and it wasn't a penalty. The refs didn't call anything. I'm just mad for no fucking reason. You know, it's, it's ridiculous that you just start yelling for that. Like, at this point, we literally had five guys. Like, we had no subs. Like, you're going to fucking yell at me for that? Like, get over it, man. Yeah. And, you know, goalies, they they freak out about everything because they're not they, – they're so used to not getting touched that – Right. And the goalie didn't even care. Oh, the goalie wasn't yelling. No. Yeah. The defenseman was. Right. And, no, I mean, I would have done the same fucking thing, honestly. <laughs> Except you probably would have like cross checked him in the back. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna fucking talk shit to me, I'm and be in my because, I mean, I skated away, but if I was closer, he might have fucking tried to do something. I definitely would have cross checked him then. Yeah, that was start throw the cross check, right? Yeah, that's if, your move. Yeah, throw the cross check. Why not? I mean, if you're gonna go to the box, make it worth it. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's in your face, fucking, you can cross check them away. That's I feel like that's etiquette. Right? I guess. If somebody's in your face talking shit to you and, like, trying to grab you and shit, and you fucking give them a cross-check to get off you or whatever. Yeah. It's always good to get them on the wrist. No. I mean, in the chest. Uh, like, I'm not trying to hurt them, but just, like... Uh, if I'm plus, doing it, I'm doing it for pain. <laughs> well, plus, when you cross-check somebody like that, in, the like, the pre-fight stages of the interaction, I feel like you can... You get to feel... How heavy that dude yeah, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feel it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to skate away now. You're right. pretty solid. Right. So, like, if I cross-check you hard, like, hard enough where I think you're going to fall over and you don't, and you are just you just take it like I'm a bitch, then I'm like, oh, probably not going to fight you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? I'll be over I here. Yeah. I'm going to line up at the point. Yeah. <laughs> as far away from you as possible. <laughs> I'm going to play goalie now because I don't want this guy to touch me. Right, but if but if you cross check a dude and he ragdolls and you then you can just talk more shit. Right. <laughs> it's a power move. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, we ended up I mean the team was butt, dude. If literally if we I think we could have won if we would have kept uh, our guy that got injured. So Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Polly, for for being there for your teammates and Great. being able to uh, support us both with your presence and with your remarkably mediocre talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I deserve that. <laughs> you do. You do. You're a dick. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything else? We've really fucked this episode. We've it's been. 30 minutes of us just talking about our stupid fucking beer league, but yeah, let's get to Shane. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, hope you like us talking shit about beer league. If you guys have any good beer league stories, definitely, definitely let us know. Uh, beer league's the best. We're glad it's back. The COVID rules are weird, but all in all, um, I've been getting a great workout, Paul, which is why my fat old body feels like it's been fucking hit by a truck. So, yeah. Yeah. I've got How do you one. feel? How do you feel, Paul? You you sore? Yeah. From what? Moving shit around my house. 
Oh, moving shit around your house. Okay. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. I'm sure that's a really a real sore feeling. I'm the meat. That's the I only understand. talent I bring to the table. <laughs> I understand I'm, that, Paul. I'm meat. But at the same point, that's not nearly uh, playing an hour game. With no, I felt much worse after the the, the game <laughs> earlier in the week. And Polly, we did say, you know, it's funny. On the way back from the first game, we were like, "Yeah, man, we should get together sometime this week <laughs> for lunch. And we can go get a skate in, or you know, do something physical, make do do a little exercising." Um, you got a hold of me zero times to do that, Polly. <laughs> you also initiated zero. I did, but at the same time. I mean, I had to get a haircut, which, by the way, I have a mullet now, which we can't accentuate here. It's the most hipster mullet I've ever seen. What do you mean, dude? You have, like, a comb-over in front. Yeah, it's because it's got to look professional in the front. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wait, do, you, do you, like, video chat with work? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, they don't sense. know yet. They, I've, I've made it the whole week. Well, I was thinking when I go back to the office, I might get a mullet. And then get my hair cut into something normal. So just walk into the building with a mullet and be like, who in the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, dude. If you get a mullet, you have to keep it for at least three weeks. Well, I'm making a trip down south for Labor Day weekend. So okay. that might be a good time to have the mullet. Okay. I guess. No, you got to get it on the pod, too. Yeah. We gotta get you up because we'll both have mullets. Then. Well, it's gotta grow a little bit more before it'll actually look like a mullet because the hair in the back is still pretty short. Well, if you get a tight fade in the in the sides, it might not. You know, you might just have it. Yeah, it might be like a wide mohawk into a mullet. That sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. With this mullet, I feel pretty liberated. Good. I'm happy for you. Yeah, feeling nice. All you need is like a a crustache. A crust. Yeah, I could do that for sure. Crosby stash. That's the only mustache I can fucking grow. Um, but um, yeah. Mullets, beer league, we're in full swing, baby. I'm I'm excited for the for the NHL to come back, and that's why I got this sick ass haircut. Uh, girlfriend hates it, by the way. Yep, I saw her post on Facebook. Girls hate mullets. Girls hate mullets. I think I think her post was, I should start giving people mullets because it's an easy way to steal $15 off of somebody. It was $30. Yeah, so she was just like hardcore ragging on you. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very pointed. Yeah, it was it hilarious. Hurt a little bit. I, I loved it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anybody who's thinking about getting a mullet, Chicks hate it, man. So yeah. if you, your your girlfriend will hate it, girlfriend, wife, whatever. I want to know what your wife would say if you came home with a mullet. Uh, she'd probably use my manscaped uh, trimmer <laughs> and shave my head in my sleep. Speaking of manscaped, we have the Lawnmower 3.0 out now. Use code THPN at manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping that is code thpn at manscaped.com nets you 20 percent off plus free shipping um you know paulie's used it on all sorts of things his face his his butt his balls his dog it's right? versatile it's versatile 
<laughs> How are you going to use it on your butt and then in your balls and then your face? Clean it. <laughs> Lysol wipe. Oh my god. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Good for you. You're getting your money's worth out of it for sure. Yeah. Especially because we didn't pay for it. Yeah. So, so that was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, absolutely, Caps fans out there, if you're looking for something that will trim those areas, if you have trouble with nicks or things like that in the sensitive areas, go to manscaped.com, use code 20, or use code THPN and get 20% off plus free shipping. Thank us later for that. Yeah. I f- Polly, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say to shit on you. I don't feel like I've shit on you adequately enough this episode for what you've made me do. I feel like I could be walking around in a walker right now. That's how that's how fucked my groin and my core and my legs are right now. I'm sure you'll think of something. I mean, I'm glad I found twine, though. Yeah, that's you big. Know, floodgates are about to open. Probably going to score like 50 or 60 in the next five games. So. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about myself. And all I have to do is cherry pick the entire time. As a defenseman, I think that's a that could be a solid play, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I think the boys will love it. <laughs> oh, fuck. We actually had this discussion because I was like, man, you guys, I'm the only defenseman that really stays back. And you were like, no, dude, what are you talking about? You rush the puck just as much as everybody else. Yes, absolutely. Probably, And I probably get caught in the offensive zone more than that. Yeah. Oof. Well, whatever. You scored, so it's worth it. <laughs> right, exactly. Short side. It, it was a. It was a. It was a. I don't know. Total snipe, aka, kind of a muffin. I mean, I got. I. I fucking blew it past him, but I don't know why. He just gave it to me. Just come off that post like that. He could feel your energy. I. He just wanted to get out of the way of that heater. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We've we've fucked around enough. Cavs fans, here's Hockey Apocalypse Ottawa. Chirp us, let us know, rate the podcast, five stars only. Five stars only. You know what to do. me the hockey troll and i am here with that snack poly cupcakes and we are gearing up for a another edition of hockey Ocalypse. this time we are joined by shane ryan from centurion overtaking on the hockey podcast network obviously representing the ottawa senators so we're going to be doing hockey Ocalypse ottawa for this one. Shane, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I know we, we talked about this a while ago. It's finally been able to to get it going. So it's nice to, to finally be on one of these episodes again. I've been off for three weeks now. So it's definitely nice to, to be back on. Right. Hell yeah, man. Um, and, and you know, I guess that brings us up to the, to the perfect lead into this. Um, the reason that you haven't been doing episodes is because the, the senators are obviously out of contention now and, and will not be playing in the 24 team format playoffs. Um, you know, 
I'm sure that that kind of hurts, but I mean, tell us what your what your thoughts were of, regarding the Sens before the pause. Like, how was that team doing? Were you were you were you high on them or low on them? What's up? I mean, I didn't really have any expectations for them heading into the season, uh, just because it's a new coach, a lot of younger players didn't really know where, where the the direction of the team was going, but I was happy to see that from game one of the season to game, I think it was 70, they mm-hmm. improved every week. Obviously, they had their lapses because they were a, a young team still learning how to play in the, at the NHL level for a lot of them. But I was impressed with how they grew throughout the season, how a lot of the guys, you know, Shabbat, Kachuk, all those guys kind of grew. Uh, honestly, I think if you ask a lot of Ottawa fans, we're more upset with the AHL season being canceled than <laughs> the NHL season with us not being able to play. Uh, that's not that's not even a joke. Like that's a lot of us are more upset that the AHL season was canceled than the Senators not being able to finish out their season. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up there. You guys have what NHL, AHL, and uh, a juniors team all in Ottawa, right? Yeah. So we have our uh, the Ottawa Sixty Sevens, which is our major junior team, who was the number one team in the country at the pause. And then we had the Belleville Senators who probably heading into the Calder playoffs would have had the best chance of winning the Calder Cup. So, yeah, the Sens, the, the Ottawa Senators were, were being crap and no one really was excited to see them play for the most part. But we right. still had two really good hockey teams and having that taken away, that hurts more than Ottawa not being able to finish up the last like third, 12, 13 games of the regular season. Right. Ab- absolutely. And, and I mean, obviously hockey being so ingrained in, into Ottawa and Canadian culture, I mean, is, is a huge thing here. It's like, nobody gave a shit <laughs> really. I mean, they're like, Oh, hockey's going to come back. Like, that's cool. Like nobody really cares. I, I feel, um, outside of, you know, the hockey hotbeds in the United States. What do you think, Polly? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd, I'd say Canadian hockey is like football for America, you know, right. um, you know, and as you were explaining all those teams, I, I had another question. There have been, uh, there's been a lot of trolling the last couple of years about the attendance for the senators. Do you think the fact that they have these other successful teams in these other leagues maybe makes people, more likely to go support those teams. And that might be why attendance isn't always great. So my, my opinion on this is (laughs) yes, our owners an issue. The arena is far out, but one thing that doesn't get discussed in the major media, especially in Canada is Ottawa is very much uh, a government city. You know, 50% of our population work, for either the federal government or the uh, municipal government. Sure. And when all this happened, the government changed its entire pay structure and its pay system. And the pay system kept getting, they kept screwing people up when it came to pay. Like there were people in Ottawa who weren't getting paid, you know, they were getting $200 paychecks when they were usually getting $2,000 paychecks. They, there were people not getting paid, four, five, six months at a time who now didn't have any disposable income 
to go and spend money on 41 hockey games. Right. And you add into the fact that there was a couple, you know, during that finals run, there was also floods in major part of the city. So you add that on top of some of the financial issues some of these people were having. Priorities, hockey wasn't very high on it. Uh, and for the 67s, there wasn't, like the attendance has been flip-flopping in the city for years because it's junior hockey and they go through, like they're not London where they can just pay people to come play for them. Right. And there's nothing else to do in London. So <laughs> it just, there's a lot to it. And then you add in the fact that Ottawa's getting younger in terms of families where going out to a Tuesday or Thursday night game, if you're in Orleans, which is on the other side of the city compared to where the arena is, isn't doable for for a family who may have two kids under the age of five. So sure. there's a lot to play into it. I think obviously the way we've been playing doesn't help, but there's more to it than what the media is portraying, trying to make Ottawa look like a non-hockey market. All right. Yeah, I mean, see. I've never heard any of that, so yeah. I'm I'm glad I asked you that question because <laughs> that was very educational. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's that's why we're glad you're here because you know it's um it's capital V capital here, right? This is the Canadian capital and and the and the U.S. capital that we represent here as far as our hockey teams go. And to Polly's point, there, I I, I don't know anything about. Ottawa. So hopefully this is going to be, this is going to be a great, um, a great little interview. But I mean, as far as the sins pre-pause though, like what, what did you think? Anything, anything at all, any, anything special? Because I know, you know, I mean, Bobby Ryan, he came back, you know, what, what's, what's up with that? Um, so on the Bobby Ryan and uh, I, I've been like, outside of Bobby Ryan being my favorite player since he's came into the league with Anaheim. Uh, last name aside, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a huge defendant of Bobby Ryan uh, as he's kind of gone down the last couple of years. Uh, he wasn't a big favorite of Boucher, and it, and it showed in his ice time. Uh, one of the prime examples is during he was the second best player for Ottawa points wise in that 2017 playoff run. He had 17 points, only trailing Carlson. Right. Uh, and he was playing top six minutes. Unlike before that, he was playing bottom six minutes, and it showed. Uh, sure. I think a healthy Bobby Ryan mentally and physically for this team, he's a top six forward. Obviously, he's a little bit overpaid at like seven and a half million, but he's still someone that is important to the rebuild. So you know, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do with a as a healthy minded player next season. Whenever that happens, especially if he's playing with Kachuk. Right. Uh, Kachuk's going to be a star in this league. I think he's just going to be one of those guys that, unlike his brother, where more players respect him <laughs> over Matthew. Uh, he's going to. I I would be very surprised if he's not wearing the C next year. Wow. So was that yeah, year think, three? Pardon? Is that his? Uh, that'll be his third season. It would be his third. He would be entering his third season. And you think he's going to get it that early, huh? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they wait a year. Yeah. Uh, there's talks of a new jersey rollout, like a whole new branding, hopefully going back to the 2D logo that they had in the 90s and up until 2007. And a lot of people are like, oh, it'd be, it would be great to announce all of him being named captain, the jerseys, 
and him signing an eight-year extension all on the same day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that but would be sick. <laughs> possible uh, due to this, what's going on with COVID, but that would be the ideal situation if you're a Suns fan. Uh, Shabbat needs to work on his defensive game way, way more than anything. I think he was a bigger issue on the back end than he was a positive on the, the offensive side of the, on the, of the ice. Mm-hmm. But Ottawa's going to be in the playoffs, if not next season, in 21-22. Okay. Well, you heard it here f- first, folks. Um, and, and about that, though, I mean, Ottawa right now is going to clean up this draft, which is supposed to be one of the strongest drafts in the past four or five years, right? Oh, man. I And the idea that Ottawa may not even use all its picks is scary. But they have the ability to go into this draft and be like, we can trade our picks. We have so many of them. Like right. they have four, they have seven picks in the first two rounds. Wow. <laughs> out, of, out of 16, two picks, they have seven of, seven of them. Like that may not seem like a lot, but in, in reality it is. And yeah, they don't need to use all of them. And I hope they don't. So like, you're trade, hoping that they move pick, them? For like 2021, 2022. Don't use all your 2020 picks. Really? So you want to parlay the the picks into further years? Or are you trying to trade for a proven NHL asset? Because those picks aside, I mean, that's great that you're, you've got seven in the first two rounds. But let's be real. Once you hit the second round, it's maybe a coin toss as to whether this guy is going to play 100 games in the NHL. Yeah, and I mean... Can, the, we aren't Buffalo who have a horrible track record of drafting. If you look at guys like Hoffman, Stone, Peugeot, yeah. they were all fourth or later picks or third or later picks. So I have enough faith in Dorian and Co. to be able to, to pick players in the second round. Would I be upset if they went and traded these picks for, uh, you know, uh, an NHL player? Not like I wouldn't be upset. But our roster makeup doesn't allow for it. Uh, unless we're trading away a guy like Anisimov, right. we can't be bringing players in if we feel like our players in Belleville can play in the NHL next year. Uh, we have too many prospects. Uh, I would, I think it'd be better long-term to, to parlay the, the picks into later years. We also have the Seattle expansion. So if we can trade like a 2020 second-round pick for a 2021 second and third, where we can flip that to Seattle for, you know, protection over a player that we can't actually protect. Interesting. So So, Shane Ryan here with the long game, folks, ladies and gentlemen. You have to think of the expansion right now, because especially with COVID and whatnot, like the expansion will greatly impact this year's free agency. It will greatly impact the trades because you won't be able to keep a lot of players. And a team that comes to mind is Nashville. Nashville, I think, has zero. No, maybe has one because it's a thirty-five plus contract. Mm-hmm. Anyone in Nashville can be exposed, right? So you got like this free agency and this like whenever like these trades are going to have huge implications on the expansion next season. So who are you eyeing up on Nashville? Then we'll we'll go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> See, there's so many. You know, I would, well, if, what do you guys need? What's the most? What's the most pressing need you, you think for the Ottawa defense. Senators? A defenseman. We need a true top four right-handed defenseman that can play with Shabbat. Fair. Uh, 
And if I'm not mistaken, I might be. Ryan Ellis is the prime, like the perfect person. You know, that is exactly who I was thinking. Yeah. Like if he, I believe he's a right-handed shot. I might be mistaken on that. Uh, if he is, he is the guy that I would take in a heartbeat. Uh, they need, they need the cap room. They need something because they won't be able to keep everyone. Uh, I would be very surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they have like Ellis at home and Yossi are obviously going to be protected if they're part of the team. Right. Uh, Duchesne, Forsberg, and Johansson are going to be protected. So I think that's what one player, right? One, like one, I think it's what four forwards and three defensemen. I think so. Yeah, or is it seven forwards? Fuck, I can't even remember. We did a whole thing on this too in the in previous podcasts, but I uh, think seven sounds more. Yeah, you basically get to keep two full lines. Yeah, a little it's bit seven more forwards than and three defensemen, and one goaltender, or eight full eight, eight skaters and a goalie. That's right, eight so skaters or a goalie. Okay. Yeah, because it punishes you if you want to keep four defensemen. But rewards you if you want to keep seven. Uh, if you want to seven uh, seven forwards. Right, right. Well, I mean, I guess so. Then, regardless, here you're saying the future is bright here for Ottawa, right? One hundred percent, hundred hundred and ten percent. That's good. I mean, I'm, we're glad that you are. You're pumped about it. Obviously, um, what a fall from grace coming going to the Eastern Conference Finals and then. Losing to the pink, there's fucking penguins, the flightless birds. And then, you know, and then it was like out of the playoffs next year. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> so but, I have two opinions on this. Okay. First one, we played way over our heads. We got lucky against Boston. Uh, that year, I think their, their two healthiest defensemen were Chera and a fresh out of college McAvoy. Yeah, I think crew, like most of their defensemen were hurt that year. Yeah, um, we were playing against a lot of AH. Like, so yeah, we played well against Boston. But do I think a full fledged Boston team with like uh, Kevin Miller, Brandon Carlo, those kind of guys beat or get beat by Ottawa? I think it goes to Game Seven, and, it, and it's a toss up. New York, I kind of push away. Do I think that if we win Game Seven, we can go to the Cup Finals and win? Hundred percent. But. We played over our heads. We were we were riding high on momentum. We used it to our advantage. We got some lucky breaks throughout the series. You know, Peugeot had I think four goals in a game against the Rangers when the Rangers were just scoring at will. Right. So we had our breaks. We we were we got lucky, but the we, then we traded Turris. Uh, as someone who was okay with the trade, looking back on it, it was our downfall. And not when it comes to the skill on the 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 ice. It was more of the locker room where these players were like cool. We just came, we just, you know, we're heading into a new season. Uh, we just came back from an Eastern Conference final. There's no reason to trade anybody. They'll let the season run out, see what happens. And then they trade Turris. Right. And I don't think it was the fact that we traded for Duchesne. It was just the fact that we traded Turris. And then it split the locker room. Because you had half the locker room saying Duchesne's an upgrade skill-wise. And then you had half the locker room being like, okay, we get that. But Turris was also, you know well-liked in the locker room. And I think that that on top of Boucher not being able to control the room, it just, it led to the downfall of the team. Interesting. That's, that's definitely interesting. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, 
in that sense, I mean, it's a good thing that you have all these draft picks because you're looking at a full culture rebuild, right? Um, I thought it was a head scratcher that they even re-signed Boucher after that uh, loss. Boucher signed a three-year deal. Hey, what's that? Boucher signed a three-year deal. Right. It's, he's still with them, right? Or did he? No. Get- he, so he, he came in in the 16-17 season on a three-year deal. And then got fired like 20 games left in the last year of his deal. Gotcha. And then it was Mark Crawford. And then people thought Mark Crawford was going to get the job. But he ended up going to Chicago. And then DJ Smith came in. Gotcha, gotcha. Which means I think in like Europe again or something. Or he's doing color analysts for, for Montreal. Oh, okay. <laughs> the he's off doing something. I don't know. TV. I don't pay attention to him. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to get into this uh, hockey apocalypse here? Let's do it. All right, all right. So, in Ottawa, you know, obviously, do you live in the city or are you, like, kind of in the suburbs? Yeah, born and raised and, you know, grew up. I know the city relatively well. Okay. All right, so then, let's say, obviously, since the world is ending, you know, where are you going to go when, when finally the catalyst happens and, like, people are just – trying to flee, trying to like hunker down, whatever it may be. Where are you going to go when everything's on fire? So there's this, so there's this mall literally like down the road for me. Um, <laughs> it's called the devil's playground because it's just an old person's mall. Okay. Um, like I actually, like I was working there one day. I worked in like three different stores in there all at the same time. It was a great time. Uh, early morning, like nine thirty in the morning. And, I'm standing outside my store because there's nothing to do. And this old person falls asleep in the, like in the food court. Cause my store is right outside the food court and he just doesn't wake up. He died. He basically died in the food court in front of me. Oh my God. What the fuck? What does this have it, to do with where you're going to go? <laughs> okay. So, okay. It's, so I'm going there because no one else will be there, but it has everything I need. Cause there's uh, a pharmacy and a grocery store attached to it. Oh, so shit. no one, and because of the other stores that are in there, I have leverage. I know that I'm all like the back of my hand. I know the, the, every, like I know where to go. So I'm going to go there because no one else will. So I get all the fruits. Of, like I get everything from that mall without having to fight other people for it because no one's going to go there. Okay. All because right. So you're going to yeah. hunker down in the mall. A hundred percent. That is. Because I can, I know how to get onto the roof. Yeah. Uh, so I can just, you know, my group can scope out and whatnot. Uh, there's a couple of entrances, but we can board those up and then force people in to, you know, one entrance. I also know a lot of secret entrance, like exits that regular people aren't allowed through. So okay. they don't really know about. So like, I'm good at that. Mall. I can just go there. It's not overly complicated, <laughs> but complicated enough that I can make it work. Amazing. That's our, that's definitely a first. I did not expect that. Right, Polly. Yeah, that is the most unique answer we've gotten. Everyone's going to go for like a Walmart, a Canadian Tire, Costco. Why, why would I go there? I know everyone's going there. I would go somewhere completely different. Okay, so the mall. Fair enough. Uh, and, and wasn't there a movie like this with, with zombies? Is it Was it Dawn of the Dead? The, the newer Dawn of the Dead? I think Ving Rhames was in it. I mean, there's a video game... Uh, that has them like on a like on an island in a mall. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. So so the mall. That's that's fucking perfect. And you and you can walk there. 
Yeah, I'm literally down. I, yeah, it takes me like 15 minutes to get there. Uh, all right. All right. So you have your house, too, to fall back in case the mall gets overrun with, like, looters or something. All yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so let's say that you actually just have to flee your house and you're going to this mall. You get one item to take with you, one for survival and one that's like hockey, nostalgia, slash maybe, uh, I don't know, something to pass on the the game once we rebuild civilization. What do you, what two items are you going to take? Um, well, I'm going to take my wood hockey stick because that thing can take a beating and I can use it as a weapon. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to take that as like the hockey nostalgia okay. and probably just going to take a knife. A knife. All yeah, right. we're gonna talk about weapons. Like, I made, like, I can probably find some tape, attach the tape to the stick, and there you go. Got a so, bayonet on the. I got a bayonet. I got a spear. I'm good. Absolutely, using the stick like a weapon. I know. Yeah, I know I mean, all about that. Yeah. I don't know what else to take as a weapon. I mean, <laughs> I. I mean, could take a saw, and just you know, as long as I have my stick, I'm good because I can make anything into a weapon using it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I, I just, as long as I have my stick, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. So say you have the foresight and an intuition to see like, all right, tomorrow we're going to have to get out of Ottawa or hunker down in the mall. What's the last thing that you're going to do as civilization is still normal in Ottawa? Like what's, what's the last thing that you've got, you've got to experience before the, the town turns to rubble? My hatred for Chell. <laughs> Probably play a couple of rounds of of, uh, of World of Chell, and then get mad and, and leave. That's how I would leave. Because <laughs> I'm so amped up in anger that if anyone came across me, well, sucks for them. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, this is more of just like getting amped up for the apocalypse, not necessarily... Um, something that you would, you want of, like... of the of the fittest. <laughs> All right. So Shane's fully committed to the survival here, Polly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that makes sense though. Uh, I haven't played really any video games recently, but I remember playing online in both Chell and, uh, Madden and you can get very, very, <laughs> very angry in these games. So I think it would be like, you know, the perfect pump up to kill some zombies. Absolutely. Especially when you're just in, in your own house. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, if you're not committed to surviving, you're not going to survive. If you, if you like stray off that thought process, you're dead. You're a dead person. Yeah. You gotta be ready. Showing empathy and compassion to other groups. That's when you're getting stabbed in the back and you're not making it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right holy shit <laughs> this is getting real real heavy and serious but all right all right so <laughs> what about maybe here's a little more a light-hearted muffin i can toss you what about your your town are you gonna miss the most when it's gone the beauty of it it like it's an under like the beauty of ottawa as a whole is very underrated really there is so much because I've heard the exact opposite at times. So, so yeah, no, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Explain like, to the viewer or the listeners how, how pretty Ottawa is. Like, we have so much green space. You go out, like, 
you walk out here anywhere in the city, it's still really foresty. Like even our downtown core, you know, there's still very a lot. There's still a lot of green space. It's ridiculous. You know, Ottawa has has made it part of its city of yeah. We may be building, but we're going to you know build green space as well. You know, if we tear down a thousand like a thousand trees you're guaranteeing that they're going to be replanted in that area and elsewhere. Like they're going to tear down a thousand and then they're going to re like they're going to replant a thousand trees after. They also are very good at making sure that the trees they are tearing down are relatively on the dying side. So it's not as bad, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, it's the beauty and it's people are like, Oh, it's, it's very hustle bustle because there's a lot of government workers. It's really not. You go downtown. A lot of people are just walking. There's no like, you never feel rushed in Ottawa, I find. It's like, it's very relaxed. It's very, you know, stroll, like Sunday stroll kind of vibe. Interesting. That's so probably like, the complete opposite of DC where everybody's just kind of like running around. You know, it's not New York, but people got, people are important. They got shit to do. <laughs> At least, okay, I guess, you know, that's oh, the, the. So my, my grandmother was very high in the government like one of the most important individuals within the federal government that wasn't part of a government party. Okay. Um, but her and her coworkers, like we have rib fest in the middle. Actually, I think it should have happened now. It would have happened or happening this weekend. Actually, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but it's literally in the middle of downtown middle of all these, all these government workers. But if you go down during the week, at lunchtime, so between like a tw- uh, 11 and 1, you will see government workers eating just racks of ribs like they're out with their family on a Saturday or Sunday. So, yeah, we have some very important people in Ottawa, but they're just like everyone else. And, yeah, you have your odd, like you have your Karens and whatnot who think they're above <laughs> everyone else. But sure. for the most part, even the most important government workers, people don't care. You're just another person. Your job may be important, but you don't, you're not treated any different, which is why I feel like a lot of athletes and like celebrities like coming to Ottawa because cool, you're, you're, you know, you're so-and-so like, for example, Kanye West came to Ottawa. No one cared. They (laughs) cared when he was performing, but like he was walking down downtown in the middle of the day and no one cared. Well, I'm not sure I would care if I saw Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was the same thing with like the Wu-Tang Clan. And, you know, they, there have been a couple of like big names to come to Ottawa that just walk downtown in the middle of the day and no one cares because you're just another person. And I think that's something that I would miss a lot of, which is probably why I don't like Toronto or Montreal. Right. Very much because they're very, oh my God, it's so-and-so. So... I don't know. I, that's the one thing I would miss about Ottawa. It'd be the beauty and like the, the relaxed environment that it has. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I, again, we're coming from zero knowledge of Ottawa. So that actually sounds a lot more appealing than, than other, than some of the other towns that we know a little bit about. Right, Polly? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Montreal and Toronto are a little too American (laughs) or maybe a little too just busy. I mean, how many people live in Ottawa? I think we just hit a million. Really? I think. And that like includes it, the suburbs and everything. Yeah. So like 
okay, so by landmass, the Ottawa Valley, I believe, is bigger than the GTA. Because the, the, the Ottawa landmass, I also believe, I think, I might be wrong on this, includes part of the Ga- like the Quebec side because we're literally right across the border. Like, we're across the river from each other. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, what's the GTA, Polly? Greater Toronto the area. GTA is oh. the Greater Toronto area. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, we're just under a million. Okay, well, this is according to 20, 2016. Was that like 900,000? Okay. So, yeah, we're just over a million. Shane, the only, like, Canadian slang that Troll knows is on, like, Letterkenny. So, you know, throwing the GTA out there went over his head. Yeah, that was highly localized. I had no idea. I was, like, GTA? Like, Grand Theft Auto? I <laughs> know. Um, so, yeah, the, the Greater Toronto Area, which includes, like, Mississauga and stuff. Right. Okay. Interesting. So it's so it really is kind of probably a nice place to live in in general. With the amount of like like with the amount of people who are from here or who have played in Ottawa and some type of their you know some capacity who have come back to the city, mm-hmm. I think it speaks volumes of the kind of environment that they have and the kind of you know commitment they have or kind of acceptance they have with the community. Because if you listen to a lot of hockey players, like a lot of ex-senators, it's never been about the fans. It's never been about the community. It's always, you know, hockey and business related. Right. I think that speaks volumes to the city itself. Interesting. All right. Well, here's our last question. We bur- we're burning through these things, but here's our last question. What's more likely? The world ending... Or the Ottawa Senators winning the cup within three years. <laughs> uh, he wants to say he wants to say win the cup. Really, So you okay. with the things that are going on in the states and around the world? Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my money on world ending. Well, no. So it's like the the world ending or. So in three years, you think the world's going to end before? I think there's going to be a civil war in the States within the next year. <laughs> is that, if, I mean, you know, you're not wrong, and that's the shitty part. Is that what we're portraying? Be named re-elected. <laughs> yeah, this is not a political podcast, but yes, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> you have things going over over on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world. There's a lot of things that can happen in three years to come of the destruction of this planet. Um, <laughs> way too many egos. Uh, it takes one slip of a button and all hell breaks loose. Well, I'm pretty sure it's not just a button that like someone can drunkenly just hit and launch nuclear fucking Holocaust on people. But I get yeah, what you're saying for sure. On some of these governments, <laughs> what Putin wants, Putin gets. <laughs> Yeah. So wait, wait. So Shane, that's a well. One, it's disappointing and alarming that that's what. uh, I guess that's how Canadians view us, huh? (laughs) I think Canadians are very split on how they view Americans. (laughs) Because like you have a lot of Canadians who are like, no, majority of the Americans. Because I have family in the states. Okay. Um, I have a couple of family members who live in the states. Well, you know, I think from from the 
whole perspective is like majority of Canadians are like, okay, Americans do dumb stuff, especially in Florida. Like Florida is the butt end of almost every joke. I feel like we're getting every American stereotype right now from Shane here. <laughs> um, I mean, you're right. <laughs> whenever you see something like man fights alligator, man, we all, everyone's like, oh, it just it didn't happen in Florida. Oh, it happened in Florida. So it's just another Tuesday, basically. We're, we're just um, that, that's meme. how we like. Yeah, I think yeah. that's how most Canadians perceive Americans is like. Majority of them are good. They do stupid things. Um, most of us still can't get over the whole, uh, you know, gun law argument thing. I, I, that's something I'm not going to get into. But right. that, like, when it comes to the actual people, I think if most Canadians are like. They're just normal people. They just have a weird way of living life. And then you get into to the other side of things and we're just like, how did this happen? <laughs> so just like how I feel like Americans have a lot of, you know, stereotypes about Canadians. Uh, you know, I heard a lot of the living in igloos, uh, <laughs> you know, riding polar bears and mooses to school. Right. The, the whole thing of saying a and a boot and drinking maple syrup. Which isn't really a stereotype because most Canadians do drink maple syrup. I've drank maple syrup. What a fucking rush. Maple syrup is yeah. great. I do it. Like, yeah. I don't understand why people think of like drinking maple syrup as a negative thing. Drinking maple syrup is fantastic. Right. Especially with real maple syrup. Yeah, I'd love to. I would chug maple syrup. I mean, the sugar that when it hits your system, yeah, that's just, that's a rush like, and it's natural, right? It's just natural sugar. Or there's nothing better than going to like a a syrup tree farm and having fresh maple syrup and just chugging like a like a small like having a shot of it no better feeling in the world (laughs) well i know what i'm gonna do when if if i ever get up to ottawa then oh if you guys come up to ottawa like you're gonna have to let me know because i'm gonna show you around because there's everyone hates us on our nightlife our nightlife isn't that great in terms of like what you can see in like Toronto and Montreal. Yeah. But it's actually a lot of fun. Okay. Well, what, tell me, is there like a, is there like a regional Ottawa Ian dish? Like something that is unique that you guys do good? What is it? Beaver tails? Beaver tails. What? So how's that prepared? (laughs) Like actual beaver? Basically deep fried dough with, Cinnamon topping. Now that's the most traditional one. Okay. Uh, you know, they have uh, a Reese's one, peanut butter and banana. Uh, they have a bunch of different styles. Polly's over here can't... like, you guys eat a beaver tail? Like you thought it was a f- Polly. So did you. you thought it was. <laughs> no, I did. I did. What, so why. is it like a donut kind of? It's like a funnel cake. No. Like a, a funnel cake but <laughs> or an elephant ear? Like, it, it looks like a beaver tail. That's why they're called beaver tails. It's like, it's just basically this flat beaver tail shaping piece of dough, deep fried with whatever topping you want on it. All right. Well, I mean, you had me at deep fried. I mean, I'll be honest. Dough, like, deep fried dough. I'm in. Yeah. Like, it's I'm like a big like donut. It's, fine. Like, it's hard to explain. <laughs> just look up beaver tail, Ottawa, and, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. All right. But, like, I mean, that's probably the most Ottawa dish of like that you can probably get. Okay. Like, we'll have to head up sometime. Then going to the Rideau Canal, 
in February, skating the canal, and having a beaver tail. Fucking a. It's, it's like, like skating the river. It's tradition for for Ontarians new, you know, who've lived here their entire life, or people who are coming from another place, going down to the canal during the during Winterlude, which is a giant winter festival with okay. all ice sculptures, whole nine yards, having a beaver tail while you skate the canal, which takes you from one end of the city to another end of the city. That sounds magical, actually. It's like yes. a two-hour skate. Two-hour skate? Holy shit. Polly. Would you, you even, would we even make that? <laughs> like, it takes you from, like, downtown Ottawa all the way to, like, just outside of downtown. If not a little bit further than just outside of downtown. Wow. It's pretty Crazy. big downtown. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big city. Well, he said it's the size of Toronto. Like, yeah. most of Toronto, so... Awesome, it, man. Like, it's weird because, like, it it goes through downtown and then basically, like, our downtown kind of ends on a street called Bronson. And then, uh-huh. it, like, that, and it just, it's shortly, like, you pop up shortly after it. So you're just on the edge of downtown or, like, the downtown core or whatever. So either way, it's like, a, it could be up to, like, a, some people have done it in, like, 45 minutes, but... If you want to go there and back, it's like a two-hour skate. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. That sounds and awesome. Then during the summer, and you can take boat rides down it. It's great. And then during the summer, like the way our, our system lock is for our, for the canal, you can get to the Ottawa River through the canal. So, yeah, it's crazy. Ottawa is a fun city. You just you need to be adventurous. You can't just be very very narrow-minded. And if you think you're if you think all the fun comes from drinking and going out on a Friday, Saturday night, you're not going to enjoy Ottawa. If you like going out to museums, cause we have a bunch of them, sure. uh, you know, taking walks, hikes, stuff like that. You are going to love Ottawa. Interesting. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of outdoor activities. That's awesome. Yes. It is very, you have to be adventurous. You can't be very narrow minded when it comes to it, or you're not going to enjoy it. Fair enough. That's probably some good advice for, for really any city, right, Polly? Yeah. 100%. I mean, you know, people get too caught up on the bar scene. And, right. I mean, while some places do have better bars and better clubs, I mean, you can get drunk anywhere. Yeah. So, you know. We prove that weekly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ability to go and find fun other ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely... Uh, important and it's it's cool that Ottawa has a plethora of options. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So, all right, well, hey, Shane, dude, um, thanks a lot for your time for coming on doing Hockey Eclipse Ottawa. I think we learned. I learned. I know one thousand percent more about Ottawa than I did pre-interview. Um, so, dude, go ahead and and take this time to plug. Whatever you're doing now, I know that you're going to be repping the Sens next season. Is that correct? Yeah, I'll be back next season. Okay, for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's great shit there. So, yeah, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, so you guys can find me on my personal at Shane underscore Ryan 97. That's kind of where I'll be doing most of my tweeting and sports stuff for the next little while as I take a break and kind of rebrand the Sens podcast for the network. We've gone to Sens Turian Overtaking. Uh, we'll probably have an episode up 
sometime in the next week once the draft lottery happens because that's happening on Friday. Thank cool. God. Something yep. auto-related. Um, <laughs> but you can also find me on one of my other ventures, If especially for the Americans who, who probably don't know much about it. Uh, I do a podcast called the 13th Man Podcast covering the Canadian Football League. So oh. we release episodes twice a week. So that's kind of what I've been focusing my time on since we've entered this whole break thing. So you can find me on there. Uh, and yeah, I'll be back come fall uh, with an episode of for the Suns every, every sun every Monday. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, folks, give him a follow, check him out. The content's good. Of course it is. He's on the hockey podcast network. So, I mean, if, if that's it, Paul, you got anything? You know, actually, I did want to bring up. Uh, uh, yeah, it was the CFL. It's the CFL, yes. isn't it? <laughs> I see you always tweeting about the CFL and stuff. In uh, When I was in high school, we actually played a Canadian football team. They they came down to the States. Um, I think they were from the GTA or Niagara. I mean, they, they weren't far from the border. Um, and they had to play by our rules because they came to America. But uh, there was a lot of talent. And a lot of size. Uh, we ended up winning because they were our rules, so it really wasn't fair. But um, <laughs> a lot of respect for Canadian football. You know, a lot of people, and I, I love watching the CFL. It, it carries me through the summer during normal years. So, um, you know, for anyone that's listening, if you're a football fan, when the CFL's on, it, it is very entertaining. Don't it's on sleep ESPN on it. Two and ESPN Plus in the states. Nice. Yeah, it's it's and and it's got a lot of college players who didn't make the NFL, so it's a lot of familiar faces. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, I know some people are going to say it's a second grade league. If you take out the production value of the NFL when it comes to their whole thing outside of just the game, the CFL is on par, if not a better game to watch. Outside oh, of just the production value. It's very enjoyable to watch. Interesting. Well, I would call football a third tier sport, probably. <laughs> but um, What's your second tier sport? It better not be baseball. No, you know what? I mean if I if I had to if I had to pick Oh shit, it might be. No <laughs> Um I mean I'd I like watching lacrosse a lot, so I wish lacrosse was on more. Boxer boxer field lacrosse. Either. I'll I'll I'd watch either. I like box though. I, I like going to that. box. I do games. enjoy a good. I wish lacrosse was on more often. I, yeah. I do enjoy a good lacrosse match. Yeah, and um, you know, I like watching the D one guys go at it when 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 that season's coming around. But you know, so so spring, yeah, usually I'll, I'll what is it? ESPNU is is probably where. Most yeah, of that. and they've they've been showing a lot more lacrosse on network television, ESPN one and two. Yeah. the last couple years. I'm saying it's the next major sport, to be completely honest. Well, the PLL is going to have a tournament later in July. Really? Um, they're going to condense their whole season into like a two- or three-week tournament. Nice. That'll be cool. Yeah, I, I wish uh, – well, that's another thing. There's talk of Ottawa getting like three more sports teams in the next like four years. Wow. We're already up to like six. We could be up to like nine by 2025. Crazy. So it is kind of, it is quite the sports team sports uh there city. are a lot of sport teams there they're quite a lot we have three of them starting we had two of them supposedly starting this year and one new one starting next year 
So if you're a sports fan of any kind, Ottawa is going to be a place to come to over the next five years because it looks like we're going to. There's talk of getting a women's soccer team, uh, nice. a women's hockey team, and a, a national lacrosse league team. All right, those nice. are the three, three leagues I've heard about. Don't know if they're actually going to happen, but you know, if it does, it's going to be great. That's the box league, right? Yeah. Okay. With like the Toronto Rock, uh, the Buffalo Bandits, and that. Okay. Right. All right, man. Well, well, Shane, listen, man. Tough break of this season for for the Ottawa Senators, but I know that we'll be talking, if not by the end of this season, by next season for sure, man. So always good to have you on. We'll have to do this again. Hey, yeah, we can do it. Uh, do it after the drop lottery when Ottawa wins one two. Oh man, that I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna have to get crazy. onto that that uh, the Sharks podcast to just to rub it in their face, right. <laughs> especially if San Jose's pick wins first overall. Right. Salt awesome. in their wounds for Dylan and Co. <laughs> All right, man. Well, again, thanks a lot for coming on, folks. This was Hockey Apocalypse Ottawa. Check out Shane Ryan on Twitter. And again, thanks a lot, man. Take care. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, Caps fans. We hope you enjoyed Hockey Ocalypse Ottawa with Shane Ryan from the Centurion overtaking on the hockey podcast network, repping the Ottawa senators. I learned a little bit. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I now know way more than I literally 10 to 20 times more than what I knew before about Ottawa. Yeah. I mean, the only I've been to Niagara in Toronto and I just figured Ontario was like Toronto or Ottawa was just like Toronto. Yeah. Not at all. Not the case. I feel like Toronto's way more of the major city feel, and I yeah. feel like maybe Ottawa is more of like the smaller city-ish, which has, it's probably a lot like D.C. in the sense that, I mean, obviously we talked about it, but D.C. is kind of more of a concrete jungle, but uh, it's a lot like D.C. in the sense that there's a lot of government workers there. Right. And people are hustling and bustling. In any case, wouldn't mind visiting. Absolutely. I would go. I think Shane got, gave a good endorsement. Um, you think the boys are going to tune in to the podcast if we tell them we talk shit on them? No, they're just going to blindly like and share. <laughs> yes, that's the type of that's the type of fans we need, folks. Just blindly like and share all of our content every time you see it. Yeah, tune in us- every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, chime in for sure. If you but. At the bare minimum, if you just like and share all of our shit, that'd be cool. Yeah. But if that's what you do, then you're not going to hear this anyway. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think we've talked enough, man. I'm drunk and tired because I'm really sore because I had to skate with zero subs last night. Uh, Whose fault is that, Polly? Partially mine. Partially yours. Yeah, there's like 15 dudes rostered. Come on. <laughs> Dude, three of them have had like COVID 
Yeah, okay, so 12. Uh, whatever. That's we still got... half the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. Still, you, Polly, were supposed to be reliable, and you were not. You let us all down. No. It's all your fault that we lost. I suck. <laughs> all right, Caps fans. Until next week, it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes sign in off hey caps fans thanks for tuning in to the official caps chirp podcast repping the greatest team in the nhl follow me the hockey troll at hockey trolling on facebook instagram and twitter and follow me Polly cupcakes on twitter at cupcake Polly. and follow the show's handle at caps chirp on twitter and instagram special thanks to the hockey podcast network at hockey pod net on twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com The Hockey Podcast Network Every team, everywhere Check them out, or we're not friends anymore